three dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. I just want to tell you about good luck. We're all counting on you. Jonas Stolpe. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. And Robert Peck. Come on, yeah! Hi everybody! Hey, here we are. We're back. Oh, uh, All right, guys, welcome uh, to another episode. <laughs> Back to the show. Uh, all right, and by the way, uh, now you know. I know we talked about this last week, but now with three hosts: Danny Widener, Robert Peck, and me, Jonas Stolpe. Here we are, guys. Everybody, say hello. Yellow. Hello. Yellow. That's hello. I'm going to edit all those together. <laughs> Hi. If you I'd probably start everything over again. I guess you know why, by editing them all together, it's just, it's the same recordings. You just. And yet it would sound a lot better than what just happened. <laughs> all right, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Welcome Back to the Show. Here we are, the three of us. No. Danny. Welcome Danny. back to the show. Why do you keep changing the fucking name? <laughs> Back to the, back to the. Oh man! Yeah. Every week is a new name. With you. <laughs> Sorry, is it back to the? Movie? Welcome to the show. Back to the show. Oh, back. Hey, thanks for coming. It does. Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. Ready? Three, two. Three, <laughs> two, one. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Back to the Show. I'm not editing anything. Nothing's coming out. <laughs> Damn it. I'm Jonas nailing this intro. Danny, Danny Weiner is another guy who does this. And also, Robert Peck now is the third guy who's decided to be involved with this. Here we are. We're here, guys. Jonas, what's the title again of our show? <laughs> Back. To the show. Hey, all right. Nice. Ding, 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 ding. Back to the show. Back to the show. Dude, Robert, I think like for the first two episodes, you said like back to the movies or welcome back to the movies. <laughs> and I didn't say a word for <laughs> the entire thing. Because you know why? Because you use it like 25 different times. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I was like, I can't edit this. Yeah. <laughs> we could just dub it over. I was thinking just, about doing that. I mean, welcome to Airpoint, <laughs> guys. But to be fair, like, we didn't really have a full name for it until, like, yeah, no, you're right. I should have known it by then. We had a name. It's not a great name, but it's a name. Guys, welcome to another episode of Back to the Thing We Do at the Place. <laughs> no, is that it? <laughs> Close. I'll, I'll take. I'll dub it. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> All right. You want me to start over? Can I start over? 
<laughs> no, I'm Wait, giving that coke can though. <laughs> what was that sound effect? That was that was me opening a delicious sparkling water beverage from Signature <laughs> Select. If you like sparkling water, choose Signature Select sparkling water. That was that Robert opening what's affectionately referred to as a white claw at nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, honestly, let's just get it together. All right, we're doing... Okay. Welcome, everybody. Uh, This week, we are doing a classic film that uh, I think we were all excited to get to, right? It's the 1986 film. Sorry, I choked on my own spit there. Oh, my God, there's so much editing in this. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Um, Oh, boy. Guys, welcome. <laughs> this really <laughs> difficult on Danny. You know, it's get worse. It gets worse. I can't. Uh, welcome everybody. This week we are doing the 1986 classic "Stand by Me." Right, everybody? Is that right? That's right. Yes. Great. Uh-huh. That's Here right. Let's begin by, as we talk about "Stand by Me," talking about what who suggested this one? Was this you? Was it Danny? Robert? Who who suggested this? I think I might have. I think it was we Danny. Were, yeah, we we're looking at Goonies and Stand By Me was on Netflix at some point, so I said, "Let's do that." Great. So, and, and, then, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then we had to we had to pay for it. So that's Whatever the... will cost us the least amount of money. Great stuff. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right. So, anyways, we ended up here with Stand By Me, which I have to say, uh, yeah, all kidding aside, like this is one from uh, more than twenty years ago that I was. When you mentioned it, like, I haven't seen it in a while, and it meant a lot to me back then. Yeah, you know, we grew up pretty much the exact same way. You know, we, we all lived in the mountains in Santa Cruz. You know, I was in Ben Lomond, you guys were in Boulder Creek, and surrounded by trees and forests and creeks and rivers. And my entire childhood was pretty much stand by me going exploring, you know, going through the creeks. I mean, my brother had his own leech attack, you know, when he jumped into the river one time <laughs> and he, I swear to God. And he ran out like screaming and had to take like a scalding hot bath and to get rid of him. And then like the whole, like the father issues that, you know, came up and stand by me. And that's my childhood in a nutshell. Danny and I know each other from high school. Robert and I know each other from like way before that. And we all three know each other from growing up sort of in the same kind of space, which was like very similar to the, you know, the world that the kids in this movie uh, are a part of. All right. Well, um, do you guys want to do the three things you remember? Or I mean, do we kind of. Yeah, just- yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. So let's start with, okay, so what, what do we remember about this film? Right. So Got it. maybe Danny start with us. Like, what do you remember? Is this, did you remember this movie being any good? And what do you remember uh, one way or the other, I suppose, good or bad about it. I remember liking the movie. I wouldn't say I loved it in the beginning because when I'm when I'm young, it's you know like Incredible Hulk and fucking Dukes of Hazard. But and it was it, I remember it being kind of like way too real and and like it just kind of sad. Um, and as a kid, it's kind of hard to watch that stuff. You kind of want to watch like uplifting things and cartoons and whatnot. But I remember did I remember did liking it. I remember like being really disturbed at the ending when Richard Dreyfus is narrating and I won't get, I won't talk about it till later, but um, I remember just being like, wow, that got so fucking real. Yeah. It was heavy. Uh, yeah. And then like the leech feel, uh, the, the, the leeches. I remember, I, I remember everything about the movie 
which is great, which means it was a, it was a good movie and it stuck with me. Yeah, I remembered everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lard, I, I wrote like lard ass, sick balls, chopper, uh, <laughs> leeches, cock knocker, um, <laughs> the tree fort, um, the song that they sing as they're walking, the have oh, gun yeah. will travel, oh, yeah. the card of a man. Like just <clears throat> the train, the, I mean, everything. It was just like the second I started thinking about it, it all was just flooding back. So, and I was, I was excited to, to watch this one. I hadn't seen it for a really long time. And, you know, I, re- I remember it being a great movie when we were kids. All right. Well, maybe we should. So, all right. So I think we've, I feel like we've talked about like how we felt about it as back then. So let's get into it. Let's do the opening theme music. A <laughs> <laughs> running joke. Police Academy, everybody. Watch never going to stop being funny, ever. Robert will never get it, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little out of the loop on this one, guys. <laughs> you could put that music to everything and it works. Okay. <laughs> Robert, on, listen, on your own time, watch mm-hmm. Police Academy and you'll get the joke. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that movie is terrible. <laughs> that movie is rough. Well, I actually dude, watched, I think, number four recently. Ooh, shit. that's uh, rough. I think it was right. four. I don't. I don't really remember. But um, here's the thing: is it doesn't even matter what number. Yeah, they are rough, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about police academies. No, no. All right, we're talking. We're talking about Stanley. Okay, so guys, let's begin right plot wise. Right, we start the film. I, the only bit that we're going to get to this, the only bit that I have complaints about is Richard Dreyfus who's sitting in the car and he's... How is Richard Dreyfus Gordy as an adult? They look nothing alike. Not even close. No, that yeah. is... Like <laughs> I mean, way off. yes, true. But man, his voice is perfect for this. So you got to just accept it. <laughs> I know. And I heard Rob Reiner really liked his voice. He's like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have is that what yeah. it was? He was like, yeah. his voice. I mean, the second he starts, it just... You're there, you know. It's kind of like you know, right I, you know what like, I thought. Oh. I thought of as I was listening to it. I'm like, I get why Wonder Years was a show after this was a sh- was a movie. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Like, oh yeah, I get it. Right, like uh, earnest white guy voice narrating his childhood. That I'm in. I'm into it. It works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they started it too. Like the first line was, "I was 12 going on 13." The first time I saw a dead human being. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like if you want to catch the viewer right off the bat, dude, that's super impactful. I actually thought I was like, wait, did did the movie start? Like, did I accidentally fast forward to the end? I was like, oh no. Wait, shoot. And then I was and I totally forgot that for little opening bit. Yeah, it's it's like telling everybody that this isn't a comedy <laughs> and be prepared. Yeah, it's got four kids and they're all like singing songs on the railroad tracks, but at the end of the day, you're going to see a dead body, so be prepared. And then we're meeting the boys, right? Now we're kind of like, I'm just going to sort of jump and please stop me. But like plot wise, like we're, uh, we meet Will Wheaton. He kind of walks around town a little bit. He talks about Oregon and whatever. And then we're in the treehouse, which I feel like is sort of the beginning of the movie as it, as it sort of stands as a character thing, right? Now we're meeting the guys, right? We're meeting Chris. We're meeting... Uh, Gordy, we're meeting Teddy, we're meeting yeah. Vern, we're meeting all of them, right? And what did you guys think about the sort of opening scene? What were your thoughts about that? 
Well, I know in the first eight minutes, like Jesus, there was a lot of heavy stuff in the first eight minutes, right? Like when you meet the characters and they're all going over how horrible their fathers are. I mean, I wrote it down. This is what we learned in the first eight minutes. Teddy, who is his dad was in the war, right? Teddy's dad tortured him by melting his ear on the stove. Wait, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, was Teddy's dad in the war? I didn't even catch that. Yeah, he stormed yeah, the beaches in Normandy. Oh, wait, did he, he said it like the beaches in Normandy because he said that fifty-seven times in the movie. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. His entire character is built around exclusively his father having been in the war. But yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he burned his, uh, melted his ear on the stove. Chris's dad is an angry alcoholic. Gordy lost his brother to a Jeep accident and his parents don't care about him anymore. Yeah. And oh, by the way, a young kid was killed by a train. <laughs> you know, it's like in the first eight minutes, it's fucking horrible and terrible. It opens dark, man. There's so much death in, in, the, oh, right at the start. It's, it is, it's heavy duty. Like it starts, it starts, comes out swinging. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is interesting as a as a conversation about why we did this podcast, why or why not, right? Like this is the first movie out of the bunch where I can say like perspective from that age, perspective from this age. We're watching a film that ultimately was probably made at the time for people we are now, but at the time we watched it as the kids who were in it then. You know, I, what's interesting is Kelly, my partner, had mentioned she has no connection with this movie. In her mind, it connects and resonates with, you know, young boys or, or men reminiscing about boyhood, but it does not do so for women or girls. And at the time, oh, that's even. interesting. And I never really thought about that. But yeah, if you if you watch it, I mean, I think that there's with the exception of the lardass scene there's maybe four instances where you see a woman on like a quick shot of a of a woman right so well girls aren't aren't well i shouldn't stereotype them but i mean i'm sure there's lots of girls that go running through the creeks and stuff but oh yeah for the most part i mean i can see them not really identifying with any of this because swearing and smoking and and it was geared completely to young boys right yeah it totally was um i can see hollywood <laughs> doing a remake with all an all-girl cast that could be kind of cool yeah i wouldn't mind seeing that yeah i wouldn't i don't want to see that <laughs> <laughs> i think that's called sisterhood of the traveling pants <laughs> Jesus. yeah they already did no uh honestly <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Was that offensive? I'm sorry. Yeah, we already did that film. It was called Striptease. No, um, no. <laughs> uh, no, all, all kidding aside, like I agree with you guys 100. Like, and I, and now that you're, now that we're talking about it, right? Like, there are literally no female characters in this movie. Like, I mean, there's the mom. That's it, right, and she's not I mean, even. Really, she's just kind of a set piece. She's a quietly folding laundry in a like right. oblivion of sorrow, like. It's there's no yeah. I mean, there are no like and it's just so funny you mentioned it Robert because like I didn't really think about it as I was watching but now that you think about it like there are no female characters in the film and that's not by the way I'm not saying like that's a bad thing it's not a ding on the film I think you guys are right like I think the film was 
it's based on a story that was written by someone who was channeling their own with Stephen King was channeling like, like his own, like history as a kid growing up. And, and, and so it is a boy's film and that's not to say that. Well, right. Look at the ending. Look at the ending with Richard Dreyfus as Gordy as an adult, right? No wife comes in, like his two kids walk in and they're both uh, oh, God, uh, boys, really, right? That's a really yeah. good point. There's no wife at all. You're right. Yeah, and he runs out and goes to the you know to the swimming pool, and there's no wife at all. It's just it's just three three males. I mean, there's no they don't even have any like there's no the female characters have like literally there are no female characters in the movie. Like even Gordy's like issue has to do with his dad hating him and not wanting him to be who he is, and like Denny is like there there really is no reference to. They talk about girls in a pretty demeaning way, but yeah, that's about it. Right. They talk about girls the way boys at that age would talk about girls, but like he doesn't, like Gordy doesn't have any issues. Like there's not, he's not like my mom and dad uh, wish I had died. It's like my father, it's mm-hmm. all father stuff, which, but again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just like, now that we're talking about it, like it's a very, it's a male centric story. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's keep going a little bit. So we meet the guys, they all, um, all the different boys, right? They all decide they're going to, Gordy's got the story. He's, he, he says like he was under the porch and they're going to go find the body. And so they all head off. Gordy has the flashback about Denny. He's dead. And his dad says the heavy handest thing in the world, by the way, let me just say like, this movie is the least subtle film I've ever seen in the history of the world. But why can't you have friends like Denny? I mean, my, like, <laughs> Fuck. how do you think, how can we make the dad seem like he hates Gordy? Hmm. Here, I brought you this rope, Gordo, uh, to hang yourself with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. So uh, then we meet Ace. Uh, the <laughs> This movie probably has a shared universe with, uh, with the vampire movie with Whatever, like the vampire movie that Kiefer Sutherland's in later. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. shared universe, <laughs> universe with the Lost Boys for sure. <laughs> he's the ultimate bully, man. He's exclusively a psychopath. He has no, oh, yeah, nothing about him that is redeeming as a human being. <laughs> yeah, I think I wrote Ace is a complete psycho. <laughs> That's, that was a note. <laughs> I wrote. Ace is the culmination of Johnny from Karate Kid, Stan and Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds, and Chet from Weird Science. (laughs) (laughs) That's 100% true. He's not even like a human being. He's just like the personification (laughs) of someone who beats the shit out of someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Such a bastard. (laughs) The worst. He's just an asshole for no reason. The movie's like, this guy's an asshole. Why? It doesn't matter. He's just an asshole, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so Ace, but- Ace and I don't remember the guy's name who's with him show up, and they take. Eyeball? Eyeball. Is that eyeball? Oh, my God. I never understood that. Why eyeball? I don't know. I have, a, I have a long oh, okay. list. I, by the way, I made, <laughs> I made a list of like period, like. <laughs> period phrases and like like general sort of phrasing that i thought was hilarious and 
a guy named Eyeball is on that list for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what other ones do you got? What other ones? Oh my god, I have a bunch. Do you want to? We can hear them now. Or we could save them for later. Yeah, go for it. So I have these are just like general phrases that I thought were funny. Piss up a rope. Yeah. <laughs> Bit the bag, which I think is something that Teddy maybe says to fucking burn at some point. <laughs> Getting hided, which is not funny because it has to do with someone being the shit out of their kid, but still. Um, Odd as a cod. I don't remember when that happens. Uh, Vern in the junkyard mentions something called a goocher, which. Oh, yeah. That is. (laughs) That's when they're all tails, right? When they're all the same thing. Right. They flip the coins. Right. And then he has a story about. Right. Oh, my God. So and so got the goocher, and then he. Fuck yeah, it sounds racist. It <laughs> does really does sound it. problematic. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it would sound more problematic if the villain didn't have a bunch of other stuff that sounded way more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, at some point, someone says, "Screwed the pooch." Fine, I remember that. Morphodike, which I'm not sure what is, but sounds not great. Someone's got the Hershey squirts, which I remember as a kid. I still use that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, someone uh, f- someone turned their Fruit of the Looms into a fudge factory, which <laughs> I never, I have never heard, but I'll use that now in present day. Uh, that's good stuff. And then uh, there, there's like, there's like, uh, there's a lot of your mom stuff, which mm-hmm. good stuff. There's a your yeah. grass, which I remember also as a kid. I got one. I got one. Go ahead. What about um, the overly sensual low five skin it? The skin it, yeah, yeah. I never skin, did that. Skin it. I appreciate the connection that the film is making between the the guys, right? Like they all love each other, they care for each other, their friendship is important. What I I I do feel like. It's a movie written by a grown-up about how what I did when I was a kid, right? Like, it, it's the kids are like too mature in a lot of these like situations where they're like, yeah, and feels a little far fetched, maybe for the reality of a conversation that sort of mature. Yeah, I I, I never had that conversation. I never no. had that conversation with anybody, and I pretty much just grew up just like that. So. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was yeah, but much, I yeah. think they were really trying to hammer home the whole like Chris was sort of the de facto father figure for Gordy, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. Right. He pretty much said, "Hey, if I was your dad, I, I would, I would be telling you this." I mean, right? he, he actually I mean, says he that. Literally, he literally, he, he literally says that. Literally, yeah. says that. <laughs> like multiple times when he's like, "If I was the figure in this film that was your father." Then, <laughs> but also, by the way, guys, for all the things I'm going to say right now, like, dude, it works. I it I it got me. I was on. I was on board. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. Oh, yeah, pretty much everything that happened. Um, two okay, for so, flinching. Did we say that one? Sorry, I just no. We were told for that <laughs> yes, 100. percent That was big. That, that, that was the bane of my existence, getting punched in the fucking arm yeah. by Nick Meyer every five seconds. <laughs> because, he, he, yeah, Nick Meyer, I'm going to, oh, because I looked at because you put like a little circle over his eye. And he goes, hey, Danny. And I turn around, he'd have a circle over his eye. And he'd go, oh, two for flinching or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah. He hit me as hard as he could in yeah. the arm, dude. I yeah. couldn't even lift my arm after a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. 
No, dude, Jew for Flinching was definitely a thing I remember 100%. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. You got to punch someone if they flinched. I mean, that's hard. That's like the real. Those are realities of the world kind of stuff, you know? Like, that still <laughs> works. Like, if you guys <laughs> flinched, I would still punch you and vice versa. <laughs> I obligated to. Obligated. The last time we all got together, I remember, Jonas, you and your brother was just punching everyone's balls. Like you just run in and just hit each other in the balls. And then everyone would fall over grabbing their nuts being like, why did you do that? So that carried on. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of cock knocker, I remember, I remember it exactly the same way. <laughs> Although to be fair, no, I don't. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I do think part of what this movie does you're Teddy, bro. <laughs> oh no, I'm Teddy. <gasps> I'm Teddy. Oh, you're Teddy. And oh I'm my Brian. god! No, wait. This is great. This is Danny. This is great. We should talk about who we are of the of the people in the thing. That's a great, great, All right. great idea. Uh, okay. Who? Okay, so before we tell each other, no, you're Chris. No, no, no. Before we tell each other, Danny, who do you think you are of the people? I, I think I'm hands down Gordy because the shitty father, sorry, dad, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a phone call. Um, <laughs> um, I'm kidding. He doesn't call. It's, it's every, every fucking, every month, Danny's dad just calls and says, it should have been you. <laughs> like bro my, my my brother didn't die why are you saying that yeah, what, are you, what are you talking about <laughs> uh yeah i think i'm gordy gordy because uh yeah you know he had the bad childhood and uh he's a writer and i like to pretend like i i, I can write and that sort of thing all right what do you think? fair enough fair Mind enough off? Don't say Vern. don't say i i'm no I'm no no you're not, i don't think you're Vern. i think you're somewhere between this whole podcast is going to go right off the fucking rails right now, by the way. <laughs> I think we're somewhere between Gordy and, and Teddy. You bastard. You're Ray Broward. <laughs> I think you're 75% Gordy, 25% Teddy. <laughs> I think it's a fair Kenny, assessment. Tell me right now you would not stare down a train. I totally would. Okay, I, totally would. I was on board. I was actually pissed at Chris when he pulled him off. <laughs> Case closed. There we go. Okay, Robert, who are you? Which one are you, do you think? Uh, you know, as growing up, I was probably more of a Vern as far as kind of a little nerdier or had a lot of worry wart sort of like instilled in me from my mom constantly freaking mm-hmm. out about everything. So like if we were going, it'd be, you know, if we we're going on an adventure. I'd want to make sure we had freaking bug spray or something, you know, like <laughs> guys, there's going to be mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you're quite as much burn as you think you are, but I yeah, like, I like that. But I don't know. Maybe a, a a combo of Vern and and Chris, but Chris only for like kind of the peacekeeping level headedness. Yeah. Not for like the not for like the, you know, icy good looks. Uh oh, disagree. Disagree. 
<laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but no, also I do think probably you'll die by getting stabbed in the neck at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm banking it's coming, on it, buddy. It's coming any day now. <laughs> Stay away from McDonald's. Yep. Never, never going to make it. <laughs> oh All right, Jonas, who are you? Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say that I'm 75% Vern, 25% Whoa. Chris. Surprising. Or, I mean, maybe, or maybe actually 50% Vern, 25% Gordy, 25% Chris. If only because, like, ro- like Robert, I think, like, definitely I I was never and I, re- I continue to be. I'm not, like, I'm not a guy who's going to, like, go out on a limb to do the thing. Like, I have concerns about uh, whether or not we've got enough topical cream. You know what I mean? Like I have, like, I have concerns about the general sort of hygiene of whatever situation and getting caught and all this shit. So that that's definitely a big part of who I am. I think I a little bit of the nurturing thing with Chris. I guess nah, may I don't know what part of me is Gordy. Maybe it's mostly like Vernon and 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 Chris. Here's a question: Would you step in to stop a fight? I I think that I would definitely do that i think i would then lose that fight you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah i think i'm i'm with you on that you know what i mean like i would step in and go like stop and then someone would punch me in the face and i'd be like what holy shit we're punching <laughs> like, my gut reaction would not be to like to then go berserker my gut reaction would be like just stay down bro it's if you just be <laughs> here it'll all be fine <laughs> cover up yeah. turtle <laughs> turtle and shit. i think i think i'm more like teddy because i pull up my phone and be like oh shit <laughs> it's going down yeah i mean it's i mean i guess maybe i don't know what you guys like. oh shit robert just got stabbed in the neck <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna go viral. <laughs> There's a lot of editing to do, but I still think we're throw away. Right. Wait. So at this point, what we've got to the treehouse in the beginning when they're playing cards. Is that where we are in the plot? <laughs> So, okay, uh, maybe the guys were like on the journey and they get to the junkyard. Does anyone have anything to say about the junkyard? I, I mean, I remember Chopper. Um, sick balls, that whole thing. Sick balls. I, I do, I think that the, the scene in the junkyard sort of was was pretty nostalgic. The like throwing rocks in a coffee can sort of like yeah. that type of stuff that, you know, you're sitting around with your friends at that age trying to make up stupid little games. Like, dude, I bet I could spit and hit that thing. Or, and then you end up spending an hour throwing rocks at a, a coffee can and like yeah, and having a blast. You give each other like, you give each other noogies and all that. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> like that did feel pretty, pretty cool. But I mean, other than that, nah, I don't quite know why that <laughs> yeah. junkyard owner was so angry. God, like he wanted to kill them. I know. <laughs> Instead of just like, Hey, what are you doing in here? He has out, like a kids. dog. He has a dog that he like, specifically has trained to like murder people who come yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's junk, bro. It's junk. <laughs> 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 
Also, oh my god, how many times could he could he say the word loony? By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that did introduce us to Teddy's, you know, damaged side more, right? Like, oh wow, Teddy's got a lot of issues. He needs to really unpack some things here. <laughs> oh my god, Teddy has a lot. Um, Whoa. But according to the end, in the end, like he didn't pack anything. He was a criminal and uh, <laughs> spent some time. And then, jail, so. oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually remember exactly yeah, no. what his nothing fixed Teddy. No, nothing. Yeah. He, he goes exactly where you would expect. Danny's right. He ends up exactly where one would expect. Like he he learns nothing over the course. <laughs> <laughs> That trip might have uh, made it worse, to be honest. <laughs> I so wait. I have a couple of notes about around this area, right? Like one is that, like that. First of all, trains are first of all happening every five minutes in this film, and they're so dangerous. Like they're a, a perpetual danger machine all the time. Every five minutes, someone's getting killed by a train. It's either like the, the main kid whose body they're going for, it's on the, the fucking Teddy on the tracks, and then later, uh, so many train deaths. But also, definitely, like, same thing you said, Robert, like, feels real. The movie has a weird way of sort of feeling real and then also adding these things that are sort of like, whoa, dude, it's so over the top at the same time. I made a note about how I was like, it's on the, um, it's on our hero side. Clearly, the movie, the four kids get nuance and layers, and then we cut to the bullies hanging out, and they're literally they're drinking beers in a field, sitting on top of like burned out cars, giving themselves tattoos with razors. Yeah, they like all spend time hating each other like like they don't get any they literally get no character development at all well that's that's kind of standard though you know the antagonist is just a piece of shit right in a movie that i feel like spends a lot of time giving layers to the kids it's surprising to me that you get like literally no layers for good Uh, i'm gonna say why yeah go ahead I got bullied and maybe you guys got bullied too. I got knocked out by two bullies one time. I never saw it coming. And you know what? I didn't learn about those guys in the preceding years. They're softer side. I didn't know anything about the fucking good that, that, that they did after they knocked me out. So what they see from Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is exactly what I saw from my bullies, which is just a, a total, prick you know who hates and is violent and wants to hurt you they don't sit there and after they hit you and and beat you up that hey let's let's talk about why we did this and i'm sorry (laughs) they never fucking apologize unless we're on fucking jerry springer or something you know what i mean like that what what you see is is what you see as a kid you know not not not, none of the good stuff that's a good point i didn't think about it that way you're right all the bullies I've ever experienced are just pieces of shit until they get older and maybe they grow out of it. But at that point, they're just they're in it to fight and hurt and piss people off. Yeah, and no no apparent rhyme or reason. It's just yeah. they just are. That's yeah, exactly. a very good point that you make. That's a really good point that you make. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, back to the treehouse. A lot of songs in this movie. Dude, a lot great, of old songs. Great music. We had, I actually, we had this soundtrack when I was growing up. Like my parents bought it and nice. I would play the crap out of it. I remember it was like one of my favorite uh, CDs we had. That's right. CDs. We had CDs in like the <laughs> late eighties. We were, I mean, that's, I mean, the, the soundtrack is, you're right, is a great, it's like it's awesome. classics. Oh yeah. You know what? I realized too, this, this movie taught me how to do this. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I still can't do that. I saw that in this movie. I was like, that is so cool. And I just kept trying until I could do it. Right. Okay. So All right. I got a question. How old is the ace and, and eyeball, the bullies? Are they just supposed to be like high school kids or are they in their twenties? I think they are in their twenties. I think they've gone nowhere. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Chris was was saying throughout the movie. Hey, I'm not I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Wait, do you guys think they're in their twenties in the movie? It's hard to say. I mean, it. I guess it seems like they're probably eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. But then Kiefer, I mean, they. <laughs> he seems like he's like thirty something, right? That guy Actually. has that guy has an ex wife and a child who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <him>. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so. Buried in the, in the field. Yeah, right. <laughs> that guy pays alimony. <laughs> but the fact that they're bullying 12-year-olds seems like they must then just be sophomores or juniors in high school. <laughs> Is that like what they're supposed to be? It's like, I mean, also, at what point does an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old bully a 12-year-old? Is that even a, a thing? I agree with you. It is. I mean, that's a big gap there to be picking on these little kids to the extent at which they're, he's picking. I mean, he's like threatening their lives, not just like. He's slamming them on the ground. Yeah. Not just like calling them a name or something. a cigarette to his eye. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. He puts a fucking knife to fucking River Phoenix's throat at the end of the movie. He's like, dude, he goes in for the stab. Yeah. He goes in for it. Yeah. he's (laughs) He's ready to slice his fucking throat. Yeah. Which, oh wait, I didn't think about that, and he and it ended up happening. Yeah, I mean, whoa, that's creepy. He went to go stab Chris in the throat, and Chris ended up dying by getting stabbed in the throat. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. It's like Final Destination. It was be- it was bound oh. to be right. It just <laughs> it was delayed, and <laughs> obviously this is a shared universe with Final Destination. Clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, can I uh, okay. can I talk about can I talk about the train scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, dude. That train never tried to stop. Did anyone notice oh, that? Like oh the brakes weren't applied at all. It just kept charging on, going. You know, all right. Trains, all, do, all the trains do. All the trains do is like toot the horn and then smash through children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That that conductor must have killed Ray Brower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But you're so right, dude. Like, Ray Brower gets killed by a train. They're on the bridge, and the train doesn't stop. Teddy stands in front of the train. It doesn't stop. Like, that train yeah, is right. a murder machine in that in that county. Like, they should not continue that. I mean, there's also 
you know, as the conductor, you you are aware of the, the capabilities of your train, right? right? If you see someone on the track, you know, an eighth of a mile out, you know you can't stop. So what's the point, right? <laughs> well, I don't, like, don't you think, like, you see, like, children on the track, instead of going, like, hoo, hoo, you would just, like, maybe hit the fucking brakes. Yeah, but it takes you, yeah. it takes it takes two miles for a train to stop, right? Um <laughs> So it's kind, of, it's kind of like, you know, you see a deer, you're not supposed to slam on your brakes. You just have to kind of accept that this is happening. Listen, by, <laughs> the, logic of, by the logic of this film, by the logic of this film, this same conductor running this same, uh, like, course killed Ray Brower, like, whatever, two weeks ago. He is now heading around a corner onto a bridge. He sees two children on the track. Rather than hit any kind of brakes, he just is all like, hoo, hoo, and just keeps going, even though... So try and slow down a little bit because you give him a head start. I know, yeah. right? Hit the brakes a little. Fucking Teddy did a fucking D-Day, fucking like storming the beaches of Normandy thing literally 11 hours earlier with you. Like, the kids are dying on these tracks. <laughs> and someone <laughs> needs to be held accountable! <laughs> that conductor must have been aiming for Teddy the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> right, he comes around the bridge and he's like, oh shit, is that Teddy? Hit the gas. Let's go. Get him. It's that fucking... It's that loony again. Yeah, it's that loony. <laughs> it's the what's his name? Not what, something. Du champ. Du champ. Oh my god. Is that it? Are we good? Are we moving on? We done? They find the body. Hey, they find the body, and they put in an anonymous phone call, and uh, what? And the body gets recovered, and and then we do the the the, the ending voiceover, which is jarring. All I have to say about the voiceover is that. It turns out Gordy is actually a pretty terrible writer. <laughs> That's so true. Dude, back in the day, back in the day, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, Jesus. Like, that last couple yeah, of lines he wrote, I'm like, those are terrible. Yeah. There are so many lines where I'm like, oof, Jesus Christ. Really? Like, holy shit. <laughs> okay, I have some notes about this. Like, 20 minutes in, he after the junkyard, he goes... Uh, we moved on. It was too hot and too much had happened. First of all, not too much has happened. You guys like threw rocks in a can and then a dog ran after you. It turned out it was not that big of a deal. And later, like, he just, he is, Gordy's like a, not a good writer. Like, no, I don't think he's horrible. Good. His wife at the end of the film, like, his wife is clearly paying for that house. Like, this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's never been published yet that's his first attempt no, 100% no way this guy is a terrible writer <laughs> yeah the, the final line that he types and like stands and looks oh at God. it and is like oh, oh I've done it I'm, I'm wonderful and it's just like Ugh. I've created my masterpiece <laughs> I know what I, this is I wrote down one of his lines is although many thoughts race through our minds we barely spoke what what thoughts well, how do you even know that? Like he's, it's he's. Oh wait, hang on. There's one other one. Sorry, there's one other one. When they find Gordy, or when they find Ray, the train had knocked him out of his shoes, like it had knocked the life out of his body. <laughs> really? This guy, Gordy, should have just gone to fucking metal class with Chris. <laughs> Drive a forklift with Vern. Yeah, for, 
yeah oh my god that's about it though that was all i have to say that's it all right let's do it taglines yeah does anybody have any taglines you bastard yeah i i got i think i got a couple thank you robert for for contributing to the show you know what? Oh, wait, taglines? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. No, I, I have right. I have sequels, but no taglines. Okay, I have one well, tag, I have one tagline it's in, it's it's not good. <laughs> okay, well I'll do my tagline. Okay. Uh, this is my so taglines for anybody who's listening for the first time, it's where we alter the tagline um, or come up with an all new one because the first one sucks. So this is the original tagline from Stand By Me, and I shit you not, this is the tagline. If I could only have one food to eat for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pez. Cherry flavor Pez. No question about it. That's the tagline. No way. It was on the poster. Are it you serious? Poster. I swear to God, I found it. Did that happen in the movie? Did yeah. That conversation? Vern. That's, yeah it, Vern, that's his answer when they were asked, they're sitting around the campfire asking, like, you know, when they're talking about what's goofy, if Pluto's a dog, and then blah, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah, that goofy thing, by the way, threw me. I did not think about that either. Yeah. I spent 20 minutes. That, that scene was so long. It was. So that's the tagline. Um, that's ridiculous. This is my. <laughs> this is, you know what's funny is that some like I think it was a, a newspaper. I don't even know what it was. Some respected uh, newspaper or online company uh, rated it like one of the top twenty taglines of all time. Can you believe that? Huh? Like, ne- dude, next to Ghostbusters, who, who are you going to call? What? Yeah, I <laughs> no. swear to God, I was shocked. I mean, it's not even a tagline. It's just a quote from the movie. It's the laziest writing I have ever seen besides yeah. Richard Dreyfus. A brand new tagline. Dodge this, Ray Brower. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's true. Ray Brower should have dodged it though better. He, he got knocked out of his kids, guys. <laughs> knocked out of his kids. All right, go ahead, Rob. What? <laughs> Do you have a tagline? Oh, my mine was just love, loss, leeches. <laughs> <laughs> dick leech. That's mine. Dick That's leech. I actually wrote down dick leech with an exclamation point in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, me and Robert collaborated uh, for this next segment. If they made a sequel. Uh, Okay, Uh, if they made a sequel, obviously Stand By Me did not get a sequel. Um, So me and Robert created one. Jonas, are you ready? Oh my God, yes, very much. Are you excited? Please, yes, yes, very much. Here we go. Uh, it took me fucking like four hours. Here we go. <laughs> Why do you have to die, Chris? Why did Denny have to die? Why? I don't know. It should have been me. Don't say that. It should have been me. Don't say that, man. Vern. Now. 
now crippled with diabetes, enlists the help of Gordo and Teddy to tear up the dirt beneath his house to find that goddamn penny jar. But what should be a joyful reunion turns into a grim discovery when Gordo unearths the body of the real Ray Brower. I want to tell you my secret now. was in them bushes. Spoiler alert, it was Denny. <laughs> oh shit, Chris. Oh shit, man. <laughs> Gordy, man, are you Gordy? okay? Gordy, Gordy, Gordy. Can you hear me? Gordy, are you there? Maybe he's dead. Stand by me too. Two for flinching. <laughs> Damn, Danny, you freaking put in some time, oh, bro. I love that. <laughs> Two for flinching. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. Dude, I feel bad because I texted Robert at like 11 o'clock last night. I'm yeah. like, hey, it's for me. <laughs> last minute. By the way. I can't follow that. I would. I want to watch that film. I'm interested. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Oh my god! Stand by me. Colon two for flinching is my favorite new movie. <laughs> I like that they go back. They they have a reunion underneath uh, Vern's house to find the penny jar. <laughs> I thought for a second you guys were going to get into him being a forklift operator, which would have been nice too. But I assume that's going to be part of the film. Oh yeah! Obviously. Oh yeah! It's, we'll we'll touch on that. All right, let's call it a day, guys. Okay. So here we are. We're at the end. Just stand by me. Hold up. Absolutely, I'd say. Yeah, that's great. Great, right? I agree. Yeah, it's it's good. Say goodbye. Buddy. All right, bye guys. Thank you All so right. much. Once again, Thanks. we've done it. Uh, I think we've crushed it. We've made the best podcast that exists on the internet. Yeah, baby. <laughs> a lot of editing. This one. A lot of editing. We'll fix it in post. After Danny gets done with it, it'll be the best podcast. Uh, right. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Robert. Danny, thank you guys uh, so much. Thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, this has been uh, back to the show. Really great. Hey, you guys. All right. Talk right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, to great. everyone next time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. It was wonderful.